Day with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to lead children through a study of the Bible and to grow in their understanding and love for God. We invite you to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on, kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King. Welcome to the beginning of another Sabbath day with the King. I'm Auntie Leah and we love having your company. And it's always a blessing to hear from you and to know that you're joining us in worship. And it's a blessing to have you here and the children, Uncle Daniel. Hello to you all. Hello, Auntie Leah, and hello, boys and girls. It's lovely to have you all here with us. Has anyone been anywhere interesting? Um, yeah. I went with my family water skiing. Wow, that's really interesting. That's great. I love water skiing. Who would like to invite God to be with us? I will. Thank you, Bryce. Dear Lord, thank you for another Sabbath. It reminds us that you made us. Help us to keep it holy. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Bryce. Auntie Leah, do you have any more exciting clues to Bible prophecy? Yes, I have. We've learned a lot about symbols in the Bible, haven't we? We use symbols all the time to represent things. Have you ever been on a team where you gave your team a name like tigers or wombats? Animals are often used as symbols for countries too. What animal do you think of when you think of Australia? Kangaroo. And New Zealand? Kiwi. What about USA? Eagle. And England? Lion. In the Bible, animals often represent countries. Let's look in our jewel box to find clues to some other Bible symbols that help us interpret Daniel's dream in today's Bible study. Jara, would you like to find our gemstone Bible reference? Revelation 17:15. Jeremiah, would you like to read the first and last part of that verse? The waters which you saw are peoples, multitudes, nations, and tongues. So seas, or big bodies of water in prophecy, represent populated areas, areas where lots of people are living, such as in the big cities. Another prophetic symbol is wind. In Jeremiah chapters 25 and 49, strong winds, like whirlwinds, are used to describe war and strife. Zechariah 7, 14, talks about a whirlwind utterly destroying the homes of rebellious people. Another symbol is wings. Two of the animals you'll learn about had wings, but they weren't birds. What do you think wings might be a symbol of? Flying. Yes. Deuteronomy 28:49 describes the flight of an eagle as swift or fast. Can a plane fly faster than a racing car? Yes. So wings in prophecy represent speed. For example, the swift, rapid pace with which one nation conquers another nation. We know from King Nebuchadnezzar's symbolic dream that heads can represent kingdoms. Animals' heads can represent kingdoms too. Horns on the heads of animals can also represent kingdoms. Where do we find that in the Bible? The answer is in our jewel box. Jara, would you like to read our clue in the jewel box? 
10 horns which you saw at 10 kings. Thanks, Jaira. Horns, heads and animals can all be used as symbols of nations or kingdoms in Bible prophecy. Have a closer look at the chart on our website which explains these symbols. Prophecy would be of no use to us if it couldn't be understood. So remember, God wants us to search the scriptures to find the meaning of prophetic symbols. It's a treasure hunt really worth going on. It certainly is. And these clues will help us to better understand our Bible study. Brayden's back with his guitar. Yes, he is. Thank you, Brayden, for joining us. Hi, Uncle Daniel. Guys, it's now the Sabbath again, and that's really exciting. We've got a Sabbath song to open with today, and it's called We Will Gather to Meet with the King. Let's sing it together. On Friday Eve, when the sun goes down, a special day of the week comes round. On Friday Eve, when the sun goes down, we will gather to meet with the King. On Friday Eve, when the sun goes down, when it's all Brayden, can we please sing The King's Dream? That's a great choice. Let's sing it together. God showed the King of Prophecy theme song? We can. Now, Bryce, do you remember what prophecy is? History told ahead of time. Nice, nice job. Let's, let's sing it together. <laughs> prophecy is history told ahead of time. God is good, He's so good. God reveals the future. We've been learning all about the King's dream in our Bible studies. Guess what's next? Dr. John! You guys guessed it. I wonder what he has for us this week. Hello boys and girls, I'm Dr. John and I'm so happy to see you again. 
And I'm saying hello to all the boys and girls right around the world who are watching. You know, there are names now that are very old-fashioned, and I'm sure that none of you girls have this name, Gladys. And she was born in London over 100 years ago, Gladys Elwood. And she was very poor. She only did a little bit of school. And people said, you are not very smart. But she went to a meeting one day and she heard a missionary talking about China. She said, I want to go to China. I want to be a missionary. And her work was to scrub doorsteps and make beds, not really missionary material. And she went to the mission school run by the China Inland Mission. She said, I want to learn Chinese. You, you're not missionary material. I want to do the course. And she did the whole course to learn Chinese and she failed. They said, ta-da, you're not missionary material. She was very tiny. And she said, I will go to China. She saved up all her money. She couldn't afford to go by boat. And she went by train right across Russia all the way to Japan and then to China. And apart from her ticket, all she had was about $40 in her pocket. And she was bullied. She was kicked off the train by Russian soldiers. And when she got there, she found an old lady who was a missionary, Mrs. Lawson. And they said, let's be missionaries. How would you start? Well, they were smart. They said, let's open a motel for donkeys or mules because they knew that the animals would come along and they were tied to the animal behind and they would turn in and run in and grab them and pull them in and the mules will know they're getting food and then they told the muleteers, the drivers, stories about Jesus and that is what they called their hotel. You can't read that, but it means in of the eight happinesses. And there are the eight happinesses, love, virtue, gentleness, tolerance, loyalty, truth, beauty, and devotion. You know, she was so small and so brave that when there was a riot in the prison and none of the soldiers would go in, the Mandarin said, call for the virtuous little lady. That's what they called her and send her in to stop the riot. How could you? She was only that tall. And she walked in and she shouted at the prisoners, I cannot talk while you're all shouting. They were so surprised. They stopped and they said, what do you want? She said, tell me what's making you angry. They said, we have no food. We're locked up. We need some food to eat and clothes to eat. And you know, and she changed their conditions. One day she saw a little girl and she bought the little girl for nine pence. She was five years old and she called her nine pence. And nine pence found a little boy and he had no food. And so she said, I will eat less so you can feed the little boy. So she called the little boy less until she had 200 children. 
And then the war came and she had to get across the river and she had all her children and the Mandarin was going to chop the heads off all the prisoners. She said, I will take them with me and they will behave. You know, she died when she was 69 years of age in China, but she was a little girl who nobody thought she could ever be a, a missionary, but she became one of the greatest missionaries of the last century. Gladys Elwood, no education, just a little parlor maid. She learned to speak perfect Chinese and she was honored all over the world. And she's now sleeping and waiting for Jesus. She's one of my favorite people. Thank you, boys and girls. We're all ready for our Bible study. Did you leave a bookmark in Daniel chapter 7 last week? That's where we'll be reading today. Who would like to commence with a prayer for us? I will. Thank you, Bryce. Dear God, please be with us as we learn more about you. Please best bless the children at home who have joined us. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thanks, Bryce. Caleb, do you remember what we learned about last week? God saved Daniel from being eaten by the lions. What a wonderful miracle that was. Today, we're going to learn about a strange dream that God gave Daniel. In chapter 2, we covered the history of the world in prophetic outline with King Nebuchadnezzar's dream. King Nebuchadnezzar's dream was such an important prophecy that God repeated it in a number of visions to Daniel. Each vision builds on the one before and adds more detail. The symbols used in prophecies may seem hard to understand at first, but our torchlight Mrs. White's writings in the book Great Controversy, page 521, shines light on what we need to do to understand these prophecies. Bethany, could you please read that for us? Yeah. God gave to men the sure word of prophecy. The word of God is plain to all who study it with prayerful hearts. Every truly honest soul will come to the light of truth. Amen. We have to do lots of prayerful study to understand some things in the Bible. God promises to reveal the truth to us when we seek Him with all our heart, holding nothing back. In Amos 3 verse 7, God promised that He would reveal His secrets about the future to His servants, the prophets, so we could be prepared. Let's read Amos 3 verse 7 as our memory verse together. Are we ready? Yes. Surely the Lord God does nothing unless He reveals His secret to His servants, the prophets. God is so good to us. Let's find out about Daniel's strange animal dream. Caleb, could you please read Daniel 7 and verse 2? Daniel spoke, saying, I saw it in my vision by night, and behold, the four winds and of, the, of heaven were steering up the great sea. What do winds represent in prophecy? Conflict. Good. And what about sea in prophetic language? People. Very good. As Daniel looked at the wild rough surf crashing onto the shore, he saw some very strange animals coming up out of the sea, one after another. Now, in prophecy, what do animals often represent? Nations. Yes. In fact, an angel tells Daniel just that. Let's read verse 17. Thanks, Bryce. 
those great beasts which are four are four kings which arise out of the earth. Keep in mind then that Daniel's vision is a prophecy about kings or kingdoms that arose one after another through war and conquest in populated parts of the world. Let's read about the first one in verse 4. Thanks, Shemaiah. The first was like a lion and had eagle's wings. I watched till its wings were plucked off and it was lifted up from the earth and made to stand on two feet like a man and a man's heart was given to it. Auntie Leah, could you show us the picture of the first beast? The lion is regarded as the king of beasts and the eagle as the chief of birds. So this kingdom is grand, strong and swift to conquer. Did you know that the animal symbol for the kingdom of Babylon was a lion? Is a lion strong? Yes. Yes. Babylon was a strong kingdom that ruled the world. They had paintings and wall carvings of lions everywhere. The second half of this verse describes changes that weakened Babylon over time. Then Daniel saw another animal come up out of the wild foaming surf. Jeremiah, could you please read about that in verse 5? And suddenly another beast, a second like a bear, it was raised up on one side and had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth. And they said thus to it, Arise, devour much flesh. The lopsided bear arose out of the sea after the winged lion. Which kingdom followed Babylon? Medo-Persia. Yes. Like the two silver arms of the statue represented the two co-ruling nations of Media and Persia, the bear is raised up on one side. This indicates they were not equal in power. History tells us the Medes were the more powerful at first. Then the Persians rose to dominate for most of their time as world rulers. The bear is depicted as hungry, devouring much flesh. The three ribs in its mouth represent three nations they devoured or defeated. We know from history that these were Babylon, Egypt and Lydia. Let's read about the next beast in verse 6. Thanks, Sai. After this I looked, and there was another like a leopard, which had on its back four wings of a bird. The beast also had four heads, and dominion was given to it. Hmm. I've never really seen a leopard with four heads and four wings, have you? No. No. The next empire was Greece, the leopard. The wings represented the swiftness with which young King Alexander the Great conquered the world. The four heads represented Alexander's four generals who divided up the kingdom following his death. Then Daniel saw a beast so terrible he can't even think of a name for it. It's often depicted as a fierce dragon-like creature. Let's find out about the fourth beast. Auntie Leah, can you please read that in verse 7? After this, I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, exceedingly strong. It had huge iron teeth. It was devouring, breaking in pieces, and trampling the residue with its feet. It was different from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. That sounds like a very scary beast. Auntie Leah, could you please show us a picture of this um, artist's depiction of a beast? The fourth kingdom represented the cruel Roman Empire. Can you see the similarity between this and King Nebuchadnezzar's dream? 
Yes. Yes. Now Daniel gazed in astonishment as something happened to the ten horns. Bethany, can you please read verse 8? I was considering the horns, and there was another horn, a little one, coming up among them, before whom three of the first horns were plucked out by the roots. And there in this horn were eyes, like the eyes of a man, and the mouth speaking pompous words. See Antilius' picture? In the dream, Daniel is given more detailed information about the feet and toes in Nebuchadnezzar's dream. The Roman Empire broke up into ten main kingdoms, like the ten toes in Nebuchadnezzar's dream. Then the little horn power grew stronger and destroyed three of the other kingdoms. This power is described as pompous or self-important, arrogant and bossy. In verses 24 to 26, the angel explains to Daniel that the little horn power would become a terrible political and religious persecuting power. And we know from the book of Revelation that this power will continue to fight against God's commandment keeping people right until Jesus returns. It will try to destroy everyone who worships God on the true Sabbath, Saturday, the seventh day of the week. This power sets up a false Sabbath and tries to force everyone to worship on another day of the week instead. Just as the vision becomes quite disturbing, the scene changes from the wild foaming sea to a glorious scene as though Daniel were looking into heaven. Verse 9 says, Daniel saw God, the Ancient of Days, sitting on a glorious throne with countless thousands of angels around him. The scene looked like a huge courtroom with books open, listing the deeds of the people and rulers. So a judgment took place and sentence was pronounced on all of those who had not repented of the evil deeds they'd committed. Caleb, could you please read verse 11? I watched then because of the sound of the pompous words which the horn was speaking, I watched till the beast was slain and its body destroyed and given to the burning flame. We read here that the evil little horn power that warred against God is destroyed too. Then the scene changed again. Jesus, one like the Son of Man, comes to God. God honors Jesus who conquered sin, Satan and death so we could have eternal life. Bryce, please read verse 14. Then to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom, that all people, nations and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and his kingdom the one which shall not be destroyed. Do you remember what the stone cut out without hands in Nebuchadnezzar's dream represented? Jesus' Jesus's kingdom, that's right. This verse repeats that part of King Nebuchadnezzar's dream. All the wicked persecuting powers are destroyed and Jesus sets up his eternal kingdom of peace. Do you want to be part of that glorious everlasting kingdom where Jesus is the King of Kings? Yes! Yes, I do too. But our loyalty to God will once again be tested just before Jesus returns to set up his kingdom. The little horn power will try to force everyone on earth to worship on a false Sabbath. We need to remember how God delivered Daniel and his friends when they refused to disobey God's Ten Commandments. 
There's a lot to think about in this chapter, isn't there? If you want to have another look at these animal kingdoms, download the devotional that goes with today's Bible study. Here's how. <sighs> what do you want? You bored? Yes. Look what I got. Whoa! Look at that! Every day of the week. Where'd you get this? A day of the king.com. Uncle Daniel, what are we going to learn about next week? Well, next week, we're going to learn about another animal dream. I think God must know how much we like animals. God gave Daniel another prophetic dream using animals as symbols. It tells of the future right down to our day. So it's a prophecy not to be missed. It's amazing how the Bible even relates to our time. It is. It's memory verse time. Follow along with us so you can learn it too. Ready, everyone? Surely the Lord God does nothing unless He reveals His secret to His servants, the prophets. Amos 3, 7. You know, God has given us lots and lots of information, especially for our day, through His servant, Mrs. Ellen White, to help us to prepare us for what's ahead. Janina, what did you learn about the King today? The bad things in this world will soon end, because Jesus will set up His kingdom forever. Amen. You're right. We live in an amazing time in Earth's history when nearly every prophecy in the Bible has been fulfilled, which means that Jesus is coming again very, very soon. Auntie Leah, is it time for our blessing song? Yes, it is. Ready, everyone? me because he first loved me. I know Jesus loves me because he's coming to take me home with him. I know Jesus loves me because he died for me. listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Television. God bless you kids and remember to join us next week.